An awesome, an awesome resource for lifestyle. Right? Continuing with the voice of God, I wanna I wanna just connect with making statements in me and I explain that, okay? <clears throat> Have you ever thought about the voice of God in creation? Have you ever thought about the voice of God and the effect the voice of God had in creation? Yes. Think about it. Think about it. The first chapter of Genesis is all God said and God said and God said. But I think theologians did not ever thought about God speaking there. They only think about creation. But creation happened because of the voice of God. <coughs> now if I have to ask you, what does the voice of God do in creation? Well, you can say to me, it creates. From what? What does the voice of God create from in creation? From God speaks, yeah. right? From the spirit. <coughs> from the spirit, but from his will. I, I want to look at the mechanism. You see, when we dialogue, things come up. Yeah. Jacques said his will. Yeah. Now his will is his will is thought format. Yeah. You can say philosophy. You can say word. You can say uh, you can say ideology, right? All these things is in the mind of God. And when God creates, when God speaks, right? People will tell you God created out of nothingness or out of nothing. There was nothing. Stop the lorry there. What do you say? Was there nothing in the beginning? No. What was there in the beginning? God in Him. <laughs> was God was there, right? Given? <clears throat> but when God speaks and things, God said, let there be light and there was light. light. Did light come forth out of nothing? <coughs> light came forth out of if you if you track back God speaks right and he said let there be light and light comes forth so light comes forth out of the voice the speaking of God yeah. right yeah. but if you trace back it was the speaking of God it was the word of God but go back beyond before God spoke what was it thoughts yeah. hmm. philosophy ideology just God's thinking pattern Now I want to show you the whole pattern of Genesis chapter 1 out of Genesis 1 26. God says, let us make men. Could it be that before God created, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit said, let us create. Because that's a pattern. They discussed it. God Elohim Triune discussed it. And then it happened that the Father spoke. And the Spirit and the Son wasn't just standby, wasn't just spectators. They were actively involved in that. Right? That's for another time to discuss. Okay, fine. But when, when it says God says, I want to give you all the scriptures, and I'm going to quickly just run down the scriptures in Genesis chapter 1. Right? Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 says this. And God said, you can actually see that, and God spoke, and the word of God came to came about. Right? You can have it different ways there. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Genesis 1 verse 3. Now you can you can take it like this: God spoke and light came about. Or you can say it was a process. God spoke light into being by process. Didn't happen immediately, but it happened in a process. 
out of the mind of God. It wasn't nothing. It was the thoughts of God. It was the word of God that was there. It's a manifestation of his thought, basically. Yes, yes. So God was thinking about it. And it manifests by his word. The <laughs> word, the speaking of God is actually the manifesting of the thoughts God has about the subject matter. <coughs> okay? So, God said, let there be light. Now, let me just tell you, this light there in chapter 1, verse, verse 3, is not sun, moon, stars. It was the light of God that came out of God and caused everything to be. From that moment, everything came into existence. Then you go down to Genesis 1, verse 6. And God says, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. You can read the whole verse at home. God said, let there be a firmament. A firmament, firmament. It's always a stumbling when in Bible school when we did this. When we talk about the firmament, some people were stumbling around. Firmament, stuff like that. They couldn't pronounce it because if you don't prepare yourself for this, you can go wrong. And now you call it a vault. Yeah. Now, you have to understand this. This, this the, be the beginning, it was God putting things in place so that everything in creation can come out of there. The first verse, the second verse, the third verse, everything comes from there. And then onto the... Oh, I've got a spasm here, Mike. Oh, I have a chair. Can you move the chair? It's better to stand than it is to sit. Are you okay? Yeah. Well, I'm listening. I, I, I love your honor and your respect for the word of God, even standing. <laughs> okay. And God said, let there be a firmament. You can say heaven. Let there be a heaven. That's what people call it, okay? But that, that's the expansion of dividing the waters from the waters. Now, to explain that, there was waters all over in creation. But the firmament divides it completely. So what you see out there, Science will tell you it's the it's a composite of water particles at blue light. Okay, now that comes out of the word of God, the speaking of God, the voice of God. You see what the voice of God does? The voice of God creates. Yes. Mm. I'm doing this because <coughs> I'm going to say something else after going to this. Genesis 1 verse 9. And God said, let there be waters under the heaven. Genesis 1 verse 11. God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yield seeds. And the fruit tree yields fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself. And it was so. Genesis 1 verse 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. That's, that is the fourth day. Then the actual sequence of light, stars and moon, you know, and sun starts. Basically, That's where days start. That's where seasons start in chapter 4, in, in verse 4, okay? It wasn't just all there. It's a progress. It's a procession of creation. Think about it. How old is dinosaurs? I think I must, I must ask Ian that question. Yeah, eh? Ian How old is dinosaurs? <laughs> dinosaurs can be thousands of years old. They even say it's millions of years old, basically. Right? And we in, we in, we in church, church people say, nah, that's nonsense, that's a fallacy. But there's proof of dinosaurs. There's proof of life out there. The process is, the problem is, we don't understand creation as a process. We, th we think God said, let it be in the was there, was there. Oh. Everything is a process with God. <clears throat> Everything, the principle in creation is a procedure. It wasn't just 
that the word of God is still creating now. It's still expanding. The latest tele telescope they have out there are discovering planets and systems and things out there that we never knew anything about, but it was there. Yeah. James Webb says this words. He said it's a scientific, you know, uh, studying the stars and the moon, everything of the stars. And he says that we can certainly say creation is still evolving. You know, one of the pastors said, he must just say, the word of God is still continuing out there. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Alright? Genesis 1 verse 20. And God said, let there be waters, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that had life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the firmament of heaven. All, all said, these are things all said. That the voice creates Genesis 1.24 Let the earth bring forth the living creature <coughs> after his kind, the cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth and of that kind and it was so. Let me say that there's no demons ever created there. The creeping things are not demons no. and devils and evil spirits. No. Cattle a, a, a bull or cow that walks on four feet is, is called creeping in the animal kingdom. Right? Okay? Yeah. Right. It's not demons there. Genesis 1, 26. Yeah. Now, we, we normally say that God didn't, does not speak men into being. Read this verse carefully. And God said, let us make men. God said, let us make men. So out of the voice of God, men was created by the actions of God that God took afterwards. Yeah. This is the only time you read about actions, yeah. really. So what I'm trying to say to show to you, the voice of God teaches us principles of creation. Well, let's just look at that. If the voice of God creates things, what does the voice of God do when you speak it? When, what does the voice of God become when you speak the word of God? Sources of creation. Mm. Amen. I wanted to sink in. Jesus said you will give an account of every word you speak. Every word you speak because you must look at the, the master project of God is man. And the master project is supposed to act like God. Speak a word and things happen. Are you listening to me? Yes. I think you must be tired of this already. Are you listening to me? Right? If you hear what I'm saying this morning to you, you should go home and look at scripture. Learn scripture verses and speak it forth. There's some prophecies in Isaiah, right to the Bible, that we think is only for that time. Make the prophecy your own. In the Isaiah chapter 2, go read it, it says, and there will be gross darkness upon the earth, right? But the light of the righteous will grow, Brighter and brighter. brighter. Make it your own. It pertains to Israel, yes. It pertains to Christ. Make it your own. You say, I'm going to get brighter and brighter. The way of the rational will grow brighter and brighter. Speak that over yourself. Yeah. Speak it over your children. Take Isaiah chapter 11. Take Isaiah chapter 9. Speak those that things over your life. Speak the seven spirits of God into your life. Become a prophet unto yourself. We can learn to use the voice of God 
by studying the word and repeating the word of God, creating the voice of God in your own voice. Amen. Okay? You don't have to say to yourself, that's Pedro, just repeat it. You say to yourself, I determine I will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. You're prophesying the way of your life. Yeah. Okay. I determine I will not sit among scorners in a circle of ungodly friendship. I will not do that. <coughs> You're prophesying your associations. Yes. Okay? Mm. When you look at scripture like this, the voice of God is not just something out there for a certain few people. It's for everybody. It's your inheritance. It's your right. It should become your culture, your custom, your everyday order of life. The voice of God. Yeah. When you speak, your speaking must become the representation of the voice of God. Amen. You don't hear this in, in, in courses that's designed to hear the voice of God. No, you don't hear this. I'm saying to you now something. Jesus is called, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Eh? John chapter 1. Mm. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. You are begotten of the word. Yes. So you are the word made flesh. Yes. Come on. Yes. You say like Jesus Christ. And when, when he spoke, things happened, right? Mm. We're the same. We've been taught otherwise. We've been taught you go to the Father all the time. Guys, listen to me. Become what God wants you to be. We are not in, in the Garden of Eden, but we are seated in heavenly places. That's throne room. That's, that's kingship. That's authority. And from there you rule and you reign. Amen. You have not been designed to be subjected to life. Amen. You have been designed to reign in life. Amen. I learned that the last two weeks. The previous week we had a Ozark and we were going to hell, eh? But thank God we didn't stop, eh? Yes. We went on. Amen. This week was hell for me. For me and Mary. It was hell. Yeah. So I had hell twice. In two weeks. Hell one and hell hell one and hell two. I can even call our lives last week Halloween. Okay. <laughs> right. But you know what? I've learned something. If you operate from what God has done in the eternal, there are there. When He spoke things into being, and you operate from there, your perspective of life changes. Yes. And your voice creates. Amen. I cannot tell you that. I need to ask permission from the minister of everything in my life. Mary and <laughs> right. Now, I want you to listen to this. The voice of God is your most powerful creative resource in your life. I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. The voice of God is your most powerful creative resource in your life. As you don't even amen, it's only honor amen. The voice of God becomes the instrument that shapes your life. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat things often. Maybe twice, no. thrice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will repeat it as of often <laughs> as you can hear. Because I know some of you might take this home and read it, read it again. Some of you will just forget it until next week Sunday again. God forbid that. You, you have become a people. 
study the word of God. You might not like studying, but now, from now on, you will like studying the word of God. Yes. Amen. Mm. You don't have to say Louise, you don't have to say Amen, but your, your look says, mm, I like that. <laughs> you know how you prove yourself as a man of God before the Lord? Study. You are not the man of God if, if you have signs and wonders. You are not the man of God if your word is accurate mm. or eloquent, you know, or whatever. You are not a man of God by the signs and wonders that you perform that comes through you. You are not a man of God because people follow you and have thousands of people, okay, mm. fine? Yesterday afternoon, yesterday morning, I met the man. We were at a conference with Dr. Segi for three hours. I met the man sitting next to me. You know, for the last four years, I have eight people. <laughs> and I said to myself, thank you, Jesus, I'm not alone. <laughs> Now listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Yeah. I keep on telling you, it takes time to change mindsets. Yes, yes. yes. It, it takes time to change mindsets. Right. One lady complained yesterday, she said to me, we're having coffee, and she said to me, Pastor, I can't do it. It's difficult to learn to say, just keep at it. Sit under the word. Take notes, go home and listen, you know. And she said to me, thanks for that advice. To you I say, keep on learning. Yes. Mm. This is new stuff to you. Mm. Some of the stuff you learn that you, you've never heard before. Whoever told you that the word of God becomes your life resource that shapes your life. Creates in your life basically. Mm. I, only, I can only tell you about until three months ago, I looked at the voice of God like this. Okay, I know the stuff people hear, but only three months ago I, I realized this goes way beyond seeking counsel, seeking advice. God direct me. Go way beyond that. Yeah. Way beyond that. Amen. To use an example, okay. Uh, Mike said one day they're gonna explain. I said to him, you're gonna explain this this business of yours. And he's expanding. Because the word of God creates. Yes. The word of God goes out before you mm. and creates things for you. Mm. So when you arrive, you always say welcome. I knew you were there. Okay, now, I want to make statements, and if, if it shocks you, please, after this, go to the doctor, go for electrical treatment, shock treatment, please. No, Don't tell me I'm shocked. <coughs> I know it shocks you. Right? The word of God, the voice of God, you must become one that, we must become in the, the, of the culture that learns to read out the word of God for yourself. Yesterday afternoon I took a walk and I for two hours just played the Psalms, especially Psalm chapter. I just played on the, over the phone over and over again. I heard it okay, but I, over and over again. I didn't worry who was listening to me in the mall at Zivanbach, whatever. I just played over and over again because it fed me. You know, as, and, as I listened to the Word of God, I became aware of how the voice of God directs my paths. The voice of God chooses my associations. Yes. Right, the voice of God determines where I go to. The voice of God determines to shun the ungodly. That's cultural effects, principles that I learned by by listening to the voice of God. I learned, I learned to the teaching of the voice of God. How important the voice of God. If you go beyond guidance, if you go beyond, Lord, show me what I must do. What job must I take? Who must I marry? And stuff like that. Thank God we're all married. 
You might be single, but you're married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not married. We are all. You're not single at, at, at all. Thank you. <laughs> no. I'm not saying you're going to get married again. Uh, <laughs> you're married with God. Uh, let me talk that the from you. <laughs> I, I, won't be, I won't be able to handle you getting married again. I won't be able to say, Lord, help me. <laughs> Jesus. The voice of God is the voice of God affects creation. If you take the word and speak the word, can you imagine what the voice of God will do for you? Mm. Come on, let's talk about that. Mm. What will the voice of God do for you? Amen? Mm. The speaking of the voice of God is in our DNA. It's in our DNA. Yeah. That's a fact. Go study the word DNA. You'll be, you'll be amazed to find that your whole your whole being is in, in a cell. Yeah. Up, locked up in a cell. It has been determined that if you open the DNA of men, your DNA study, your chromosomes will tell you where you come from. Mm-hmm. And I've got news for you. You don't come from your mother and your father. You come from God Almighty. Amen. That's what your chromosomes will tell you. <coughs> I uh, my chromosomes before that. Okay. Now, if you take the philosophy of God, the ideology of God, the thoughts of God, and you and you memorize it and you speak it, guess what? Everything around you listens. Amen. Everything around you comes in in line with what you're saying. The scripture that says in Romans chapter eight, the whole of creation wait. For the manifestation of the sons of God. Let's take the future mindset of that. Let, let's break it down this morning. Can I do that for you? Yes, yes. I was told it's going to happen one day when all of mankind will come in line and re- represent the image and environments will get free. The roads will not get rotten again. There's no, no decay and degradation in that. I was told that. Well, let's take that away. The whole of creation waits for what? The son of God to do what? To manifest. to manifest. When God spoke, His thoughts manifest. Okay? Mm. And creation came into being. Yes. The environment came into existence. Yes. If the whole of creation waits for you to manifest, speak an accurate word. Amen. And things come in line. Mm. Hello? Amen. Please, men. We are powerful beings. This week, I learned to speak what the Father tells me. I know, I know that. But I did it and it manifested immediately. Please, don't look at me like I'm talking nonsense. It manifested immediately. <clears throat> when you begin to operate like you're supposed to operate from the beginning. And you go from the garden to the throne. A higher level. Man... The whole universe takes note of you. Everything takes note of you. To tell you this, the stars and the moon around here told the wise men where Jesus was supposed to be born. Please, man, listen to that now. The stars, the moon, nature told the wise men where Jesus was supposed to be born. All the wise men needed to do was study the stars. And it's not Pisces and this and that, you know. It's not fortune telling. I would like to go to a fortune teller and, 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 and tell, uh, tell them, how will my December be? 
But my fortune teller inside me, tell me now, you're going to have a very, very excellent, great December. Mm. And I speak that on behalf of you as well. Yeah, thank you. Hello. I've learned this one thing. God puts you in charge of the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, pastor, people, right? That's what God told, tells, tells that you're there. But you're there to lead people into their destinies. Mm -hmm. The destiny is Christ in you. Christ in you is not a future dimension. It is an all-existing now reality. Everything that God has for you is summed up in Christ in you. Mm. Okay. Right, now I want to show you some, some things. How the Word of God operates in creation. The Word of God takes the invisible and makes it visible. Are you agreeing with that? Yeah. Right? The Word of God takes the unreal and makes it real. The word of God takes the things that's not natural, that take the takes the, the supernatural and makes it natural. In creation. The word of God takes faith and forms structure out of it. That's in creation. So you see structure in life, speak the right word. Whose report will you believe? Mm. I will believe the report of the Lord. That's Isaiah. I will believe the report of the Lord. It depends on what you're speaking. My granddaughter asked her on Friday morning, no, Friday afternoon, did you pass? And I was so surprised. Yes, I already passed, Pa. And I said, why? She said, because I'm done with grade two. <laughs> and I admired her words. And then I said to her, where did you get that from? She said, you always tell me. I'm finished with this grade. And I can say to you, oh, it's not that. It's the word <coughs> coming to pass. Amen. Amen. Prophecy should be broken down to instructions for life. Amen. You agree, Elsabi? Prophecy should be, should be broken down to prepare you for your future. Let's take this thing away for thus say the Lord. Let, I hope we can get into the idea of Moses in Numbers chapter 11, 29. All God's people must be prophets. That's Moses' desire. And then you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Paul says these words. Pursue gifts, all the gifts. But I desire that you pursue prophecy. To mega apostle setting. One in the old covenant, one in the new covenant. And they agree on the same thing. Speak accurate. Prophecy is speak. Speaking the accuracy of God. Right now, if you turn to Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. Let me discuss it last week. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He awakened me morning by morning. He awakened my ear to hear as the learned. You take the word there learn, you can write next to it the, underst the understanding. One that understands. One that's wise. What does God do? He awakens me to do what? To hear. 
to hear that's not every morning please that is if God speaks to you your ear is awakened to understand what he's saying to you how many times have you found that you don't know what to say to people that's going through stuff crisis and stuff like that how many times you don't know what just speak from your spirit because it gives you words, it gives you instruction to speak a word in season at the right time to those that are weary. Yeah. That's what the word of God does. We have a world out there that's full of problems. Full of problems. And you sometimes do not know what to say. I have a family problem up in Joburg where my sister's been diagnosed with some serious disease. You know, and... Uh, I said to my, my older sister, listen, I don't want to hear the word again that you said now. You speak Christ. Take that word when the doctor's diagnosed, they will take it out of your vocabulary and speak, not healing, speak health. Mm. And we've determined we're not going to use that word anymore. Mm. You know? If you find out that you've been born with a spine that's skew, and you go up to 58, 58, now. And they discover your spine is skew, some vertebrae is skew, and your marrow is skew in there, and that causes extreme pain. Doctors can rip your medical aid apart. Mm -hmm. I can do that. And I've seen it. They've passed my sister on from one specialist to another specialist. She's by the third specialist now. And I cannot stand back and watch the report of the world. Without her knowing, I'm superimposing the report of the cross, Amen. the finished work of Jesus Christ upon Amen. what the doctors are saying. I don't have to tell her that. I don't have to remind her what you're going through. All I have to do is stand on behalf of her before the Father Amen. and I speak words of life into her, a marrow, life into her, a spine, life into her vertebrae, life into her family. Because a family, when they hear that bad news, can easily disintegrate into nothingness. Yeah. I'm talking to you in experience of what you can do with your family. Mm -hmm. When you hear bad things, speak good words, speak yes. words of life. Yeah. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. To know how to speak a word in season to them that are weary. He awakens my ear to hear. That's a skill. Hearing God's voice is a skill. Now, I want to use some icons to show you how God can shape your future. Okay? Jack, you want to know how God shapes your future? Speak an accurate word that God speaks to you. <coughs> in, in Numbers, no, Genesis chapter 6, up to Genesis chapter 8, God deals with Noah, right? God says to Noah, build an ark. God says, build an ark. And what does Noah do? He obeys. Your future can be determined by how you hear accurately, but most importantly, how you obey. Your reaction to the word of God determines your future. Now I want to just stand by Noah this morning and show you what this means to us today. Noah, God said, build an ark. Build an ark. We can ask, you go to Noah's mind, what the heck is an ark? Because I'm going to destroy the world by a flood. 
What is a flood? What is, what is water coming from heaven? The guys didn't know that. But all Noah did was, he started to build out. Now the instructions came from God. He, yeah. The instructions came from God. How to build the ark. And he, he for 100 years, some theologians say 120 years, he built the ark. Until the day that it started to rain, the flood came. For 120 years, this guy just lived by hearing a word of God, the voice of God. So from the moment God said build the ark for 120 years, this guy built an ark. All of a sudden, he became, he became a designer of boats. When no one knew about boats. Are you listening? Yes. Noah became one that preserves life. No one, no one became one that know how the SPCA was supposed to operate. <laughs> I'm serious. Look at that. Noah preserved not only life, he preserved humanity completely. Yes. Completely. He protects humanity. He provides for humanity. How? By extracting <coughs> from the voice of God what was inside the voice of God. <coughs> Prophecy should be Sessions on how you learn how to extract from the voice of God. Don't you think prophecy should be the most expensive item in church? Amen. Mm -hmm. When I have a prophet speaking now, how much are you willing to pay? Don't tell him I said it. You dropped it out of the tape, okay? <laughs> Noah, Noah protected humanity. He protected the whole of mankind. The whole of Anthropos was dependent upon this man hearing God accurately and doing what God says. Right? Yes. Pulling up wasn't easy. From rough trees. Okay? Go study the <coughs> You will see it was hardwood. There was no scarf. <laughs> you know, no tools of sewing. No electrical drills and things like that. All by hand. With stone. Sharpened stones. It took a long time for him to build it. But no wonder it took 120 years. Yes. There was no tools. <laughs> then secondly, Abraham. <coughs> but Abraham, God said to Abraham, Leave Ur of the Chaldeans. Number one, God says, Leave your culture behind. That's a difficult thing to do. Obviously. Imagine God tells Louise, I want you to become a Zulu. I can hear her say, Okay, God said to him, leave her of the Chaldean. Now look at the bag, her of the Chaldean. The Chaldean culture, the Chaldean customs, the Chaldean historical background. Everything they were known to do, that they did. <coughs> Aaron was supposed to leave that behind. That's a big ask. Yeah. If God says to you, leave your nationality behind. Yeah. Right? That's a big thing. Yeah. And then he said, and then he said, wait to God. God says, I will lead you unto a city. A city is people, okay? A people of whom I, God, am the builder and the maker of it. Yeah. <coughs> I'm gonna Abram, I'm gonna teach you how to build a nation. Come on. Not just Ur of the Chaldeans. I'm going to take you out of one culture. I'm going to teach you how to build heavenly culture. God's character, God's culture into the earth. 
I'm going to teach you how to bring Genesis 1.26 back again in the earth. It's a big thing. When God speaks to you, it changes everything about you. It not only shapes your future, it changes your culture. It changes your customs. It changes the way you do things. When you, beget, when you become born again, you beget of the word of God, everything around you changes. You might look the same. I would have loved to become more smarter and more handsome. I would love that. But you stay the same. Because born again, the next day, I would have loved to have changed, but we don't change. Amen? Amen. Everything changes besides your appearance. When you get born again, all of a sudden you start to go to meetings in church. Is that correct, man, sir? Mm -hmm. In other words, you never went to meetings before. All of a sudden you start to sing songs now in church. We never did that before. All of a sudden people read out of the Word of God to you, and you yourself have a desire to read the Word of God. Everything changed. How? Because you are begotten by the Word, the speaking of God. Somebody preached to you, somebody testified, and you got born again. The Word of God changes everything. The Word of God changes city lifestyle. The problem with us, we have distanced ourselves from the environment of cities. The biggest problem with church now is when, when there's development and progression of lifestyle. Take for instance, people moved, they, they were farms, okay? People lived in farms, right? And when the steam engine came and the world was industrialized, People moved from farms to towns and villages and then to cities like we have now. The church did not move that. Move with them. The church still has, still have a farming mentality when it comes to doing church. You don't have to like me, but you have to love me. I can't understand. Who was not faithful yet to leader song me. And when you look at the culture out there of young people, they look at you, what are you singing? What a friend we have in Jesus. And I hear you not one up, Mike. And the kinders get it, I lead me. Huh? Hello? I listen, I've heard that songs. Despacito. I can tell you something. I love the Latin American music. Because that's why I am as stiff as Pinocchio. But you know, every now and then when I'm alone and that music plays, I can yeah. <laughs> I can enjoy myself. I can't be clinking the shoes and say, hey pa, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I, I like that stuff. Every now and then when somebody plays Teddy Pendergrass or Manhattan, you know, even David Kramer, I enjoy the songs. I can still stay with Rebel for the year, isn't it? As a belief. You know? If you wanna if you wanna Get me going. Play good songs of soul. Songs with rhythm. Songs that tell you, you're my love, you're my angel, the girl of my dreams. Amen. 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 No, we, we, we become so sidelined from the world, the world, the environment. And when, when you do not know the world anymore. Do not know the world anymore. Most churches being built still are built like 60, 70, 80 years ago. Most churches. With the tour and the clock. 
Most churches are being built like that. <clears throat> and then they, the big churches with the, with the towers, have the audacity to, to criticize the modern churches. No. You pump out smoke, you think it's the glory. You attract young people with that. I won't do that, but you know, I will not criticize people like that. We need to learn to move away from existing cultures. Did you ever think that you would sit in a room with a braai in and a pizza you ever thought like that you sit around the table with the word of God? You never thought. Times have changed. Yeah. People do not want traditional church anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the prophetic word Louis speaks, spoke earlier on. We're going to gather in a hall. Mm. Right? Mm. And people's going to come and listen to the word of God. All we need to do is teach the word. Yeah. Teach the word. People are tired of church out there. Yeah. What are you and me doing to bring them to the new level of God, the new season in God? Then lastly, I'm going to use David. Not you, right? But when I see David, I see somebody playing a harp. Mm. That's a violin. A violin. Mm. violin of a harp, but ever. Ever so. You see, like I'm, 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 that's what that's what I thought. I thought that's what David was all about. To read the life of David, he was javelins were thrown at him when the word came out, you're gonna be the new king. He was attacked by Saul, the madman. Mm -hmm. uh, I call Saul the madman upon the throne, attacking the anointed king in the street. Javelins all around. What did David do? Up until Saul died, David respected Saul. He honored him. Yeah. He honored him greatly. So much that when Saul died and he was buried out in a felt somewhere, David went and digged up his bones to bury him with royalty. That's how much you respected him. When you hear the word, that's not mine anointed, the day he says, it's not any, it's not for us. Come on, let's settle it down. It's not for you and me. Oh, that's not the pastor. Hello? It's not for the pastor. It's for Christ. Yes. And David referred to Saul. Okay, you can come and tell me. But I am in Christ. Yes, you can. You can use it, right? But it wasn't originally meant for that. David is a king that builds a nation. Again, yeah. after the nation separated from God. Are you listening to me? Mm -hmm. David is a, is a nation builder. I can tell you, Abraham, Moses, all of them were nation builders. You see the notes I have here. I wrote Moses as well. Sorry that I said to you, I gave you a false hope if you tired. <laughs> and I said to you, this is the, this is the, the final. I've got Moses hanging in there still. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Don't make it my problem if you come to church tired. The word of God will energize you, by the way. I get tired when I leave. I'm serious. David, an anointed king of Israel, didn't become king after many years later. And in that process of him and Saul fighting all the time, God built with his voice structures in him 
to govern a nation. Amen. Not to play harp of a yule. Amen. The Psalms of David are structures of life. How to live accurate lifestyle. David was an apostle by trade. He was king. There's no apostles in the Old Testament. Let's just say he was an apostle. What did God do? God told David to build structures to enhance better lifestyles in the nation. Amen. Amen. David built David built water systems of resource for people that ran into the houses. Go read, go read 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, and see what David and the prophets did. When David said on his deathbed, I long for the waters of a certain spring, it was in the next to the, 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 the temple, basically, in Jerusalem. And it was it was water running in the temple, basically. And that it was in enemy territory that the enemies took over there. And the man that went there went in there because they knew how the system worked. They would build systems for modern lifestyle in his time. Mm -hmm. What do we do? And it was but I can next thing about me. A means as a belief. If God has revealed something, your prayer will not affect your situation. No. I'm saying to you right now, if God has revealed something in His Word about things, your prayer and your crying and your faith will not affect your situation at the time. Let it sink into you. God, yeah, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. And the people still continued offering. It didn't affect them because the Lamb of God came. God turned his back upon the old ways he instituted to the new way. Come on, we should learn that. I always say to you, what, what was good for yesterday might be your destruction today, even though God said it. You can either speak to the rock or strike the rock. And the striking of the rock can affect your destiny. Yes. Moses never entered into the promised land. Are you listening to me yes. this morning? Yes. Yes. The speaking of God can be to your benefit or to your detriment, depending on your reaction. God chose David and David had to build a nation. Do not think when James talks about the rebuilding of the tabernacle of David, is praise and worship. Yes, it might have something to do with that. But it's more to do about building a nation to govern the earth. Amen. You and I are not in government, okay? Mm. But we can affect government. Yeah. The South African system now, education system, is pushing the sex education through now. And we are being asked to to send in our emails and you know yeah. mention our disregard for that you know and we do not agree with that do we think it's going to change the government mm. you will be outnumbered you hear what i'm saying to you now you will still have to teach your child sex education at home yes. please listen to me <clears throat> they're teaching children right now there's, there's they're using certain schools as guinea pigs mm. <clears throat> okay, they're using certain schools as guinea pigs, and we become aware of that. 
it's all over the news now. Facebook and stuff like that. I was a guy that I don't like Facebook. But my God, I've learned to, to read what's on Facebook as well. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You still love me? Yes. Teach your children life principles at home. Even if they married, sit them down and teach them. You love your wife, you respect your wife. Amen? Amen. Tell them. You might be married, but you're still my child. <clears throat> yes. okay, I cannot speak to people. That's, who's got married children here? Besides you and me. Brian. Brian. Yeah. Brian. yeah. Mm. So, yeah. This, is, this is not only for now, this is for your future as well. Yeah. But why is it always about the woman? Why can't you love your husband? The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, Mike, the kingdom has no gender. In Christ, there's no male or female. Does it answer? Love each other. That's what I say. Then, 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 woman will tell you, I don't have to love you. Because they don't didn't specify. Didn't specify. I will tell you straight. Are you in Christ? Then you better love me. Put a slap in the strat. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. You see, we should, we, when it comes to kingdom patterns of thinking, change your mindset. Yeah. Jesus didn't come to do away with the law, he came to fulfill the law. David was instrumental, I'm not going deep into the stuff, David was instrumental in building nation. Moses killed a guy, he killed an Egyptian. Yeah. And for you, Dawn, I tell you, God loves to use murderers. Yes. Yeah, you, you have to go and murder now for God yeah. to use you. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. God holds on to murder and ask to be He loves it. Because the murderer knows how to die to himself. The one that takes life understands death to self. As a belief, I don't want Die to self doesn't mean you must become a murderer now. In fact, the best thing in the kingdom, you must become a murderer to yourself, kill yourself. Moses killed an Egyptian, you know, and he was so dumb, he didn't check around who's seeing him. And an Egyptian saw him, and he took this guy that he killed, and a flaggraf, a flaggraf. And this Egyptian went to Pharaoh, and Moses ran. Moses ran into the desert. How long was he in the desert? Can anybody tell me? 40 years. 40 years. God takes 40 years to teach us how to get rid of generational principles that you've been born with, yeah. been raised with. I don't believe in generational curses. Because Christ became a curse. You want to go to courses that can give you the names of people that get, helps you with generational curses? Go. I will just take you to Christ. One word. Jesus died for your sins. He became accursed. Right, be Christ became accursed for you. You can go. And you can teach them at the course or at the camp, whatever. Wherever you go. Uh, didn't Jesus die for our sins? Didn't he become accursed? The crown upon his head is the curse that was placed upon him. All the curses of the world for everybody was placed upon him. So you and I can walk in freedom. Moses in the desert for 40 years being prayed by God. One day God appeared to him in a burning bush that did not quench. He moved one side. Something I like about the voice of God. God speaks. 
it causes you to move one side, to turn around and see things differently. And out of the burning bush, God spoke. God said, go and deliver my people. What did Moses have to do? Go and deliver my people for 430 years. They were treated like slaves. They had no identity. All Israel could do was build bricks. And the terminology, the language was this. Listen good to me. They, the, they were not a nation yet. Okay, They were not Israelites yet. They were not Jews yet. They were formed by God there and in the wilderness. In the time they were there, they had one language. Yabas, Yabas, Yabas. <laughs> the Egyptians said, do this, Yabas. Change the shape of the brick, Yabas. Are you listening to me? They had no language, they had no identity, they had nothing, no possessions, nothing. No freedom, nothing. Moses had to go tell those people that walk <clears throat> like slaves, God's going to deliver us. Not when? Tomorrow. Passover, tomorrow we're free. Tomorrow we're free. The voice of God delivers a whole nation. One day. One day. Some of our problems has been lasting long. Today we speak a word, it changes. Are you listening to me? Yes. Today, your long-standing problems have no standing anymore. Amen. Today the problems with family ceases to be. Amen. 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 Today, financial problems gets buried Amen. in the cemetery Amen. of economy. Amen. <laughs> Listen good to me. Today, I'm going to prophesy a word today. Your life will be resurrected into the Christ order of lifestyle. Amen. 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 Moses, for me, is the nation builder in the whole Bible. 40 years. In the wilderness, 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness, out with Zipporah. Somebody said Zipporah's name should be changed like, like to Menorah because she took a, a blunt stone and circumcised the children. She should have used a Menorah blade. <laughs> right. Moses was trained by the voice of God on how not only to deliver. It's not about the delivering of Israel out of Egypt. It is about taking them to the wilderness for Joshua to go and build a nation in them. That's the accurate interpretation of what happens in the 42 stations in the wilderness. That's the accurate translation. Moses changed the shape of the whole world when he delivered Israel out of Egypt. From that changing out of Egypt comes the Messiah. Comes the structures of lifestyle. Twelve tribes going to the wilderness. Orderly. No, no, time is going to take you forever to teach what happens in the wilderness with 42 tribes. Order. Daily order. One tribe moving ahead of another tribe, not doing what they want to. <coughs> and no one of them toy toyed. No one of them protested. No one of them held bricks and stones and two petrol bombs. None of them. They walked in line. And like this. When you see the priests moving with the Ark of the Covenant upon your, their shoulders. 
get ready to move. Yeah. In other words, the instruction was observe what's happening. Yes. And you operate by observing yes. the men in front. Yes. We must learn to respect men of God. Now, I'm not talking about myself. You say, if you say, oh, the hell are you talking about yourself? Yes, I'm talking about myself. I am a man of God. I'm not a woman of God. Yeah. <laughs> I never told you, yeah, but here I'm Bethany. No. I say, I'm saying to you, a man of God, when you say man of God, it's irrespective of gender. It can be male or female, right? Man of God includes women as well. God has this, he works through men of God in front. Yes. Old Testament and New Covenant. Whether you like it or not, that's God. Paul says, if I follow Christ, follow me. Do what I do. Because he saw it from Jesus. The modern church must get back to biblical principles that works irrespective of time. Yeah. All the time it works. The one thing that's dawning in the church now, beyond the apostolic circles, is the model of father and son relationships. It's dawning upon the church now only. I'm telling you, when you look at this father and son relationship, it's the way to go. Church boards, listen to me now, you can keep it on then. Eh? Church boards is out of date. I said it, it's done. And I will, I, I'm willing to be crucified. Eldership, the way we know it, it's done. You can either have deacons or demons in your church. You decide. The modern model is father's sons. Fathers hearing God instructing the sons and the sons looking at the father in front of them and emulating the father while the father builds Christ in them to represent them to the father. Good news for you. We will not be sitting here year after year after year and have the same place. We're going to grow, yes. But how about Michael coming out there and doing what we're doing here on his own? Are you listening? Yes. How about else be doing the same thing? How about Brian David's becoming an apostle in the business world that does the same thing we do here? Mm -hmm. Gathering business people around you, teaching them the word of God. That's the issue we must face here. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Discipleship, evangelism has changed. In the past, we used to go out like this, one-on-one. -on -one, eh? mm -hmm. We still do that. It's one of the best ways. But the new model of discipleship and evangelism is this, send your sons out. Yeah. Amen? Amen. You didn't join the table. I'll have to refer to the table. You didn't join the table to sit here and be taught forever. Yeah. You joined the table so you can do likewise. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Show them how it's done. Jesus selected 12 people. Yeah. Question is, did he impact them? Yes. Because at the end of his life, when he goes up, there's 120. Yes, they grew in the upper room, waiting for him to come back. And the angel said, just like you see him going away, he's going to appear on the clouds again. Yes. That word clouds is the testimony of the witnesses. Yes. That's how we grow now, by the testimony of the witnesses. Mm. 
Many people do not like the Apostolic Reformation. But it grows on you. It takes time on you. Right? It takes time on you. I still remember a time when I was in a house and people were building. I had to, people were praying. I had to go somewhere. And when I came back, they were still praying, you know. And they were they were praying fervently, zealously, and they were shouting, you know, this and that and that. And the Lord said to me, "Just stand here by the door and listen to them praying." And listened. We can't continue like this. And I went into the house and told them what God said. All the hell broke loose. The meeting never was the same again, and it even disintegrated. Nothing happened after that. People love tradition and culture mm. of religion. Mm. One man I'm going to use next week is the Apostle Paul. Big, big genius. Mm. He's on his road, he's on, he's, he's on the road, he travels. And all of a sudden he sees a blind light and the blind light throws him off his transport. Mm. I, can, I, I only say thank you, he wasn't driving a Ferrari. Because he would have smashed the car. He was just driving a donkey. Off. Blind. He got up. And changed the structures of church. Hello, mm -hmm. and listening. Yes. The voice of God took one man, Paul. From pharisaical religious mindsets. And traditional thought of religion. To apostolic architecture. The voice of God. Is churning us now yes. from religion here in the table. Yes. From religion to apostolic architecture. Amen. 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 Um, anybody wants to say something that God showed you? Afterwards, I can go from here right up to the back. I'm just reminded that Jesus gave, gave us the authority after his death and his resurrection. We came to the apostles and he said to him, now, now I see you as my equals. Exactly. You're no longer slaves and I'm the master. Exactly. So go forth. And then he also says, I've been given full authority under heaven and on earth, mm -hmm. which means you have the same authority yeah. in him. Yeah. Yeah. See, that, 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 that what we call the Great Commission is actually an assignment to go both nations. Yeah. Go out and disciple. Who? Nations. nations. Just nations. And we have done personal evangelism. How do you disciple a nation? Teaching them proper education, kingdom standard. Teaching them kingdom standards of economics. Teaching them kingdom planning of families. Amen? Amen. Amen. Medicine. The medical aid system is the Biggest rub off of capitalism. Yeah. I mean, we just experienced it. I mean, for Brian and Louise to hear, they've charged 100 to 120,000 for a single operation. And they would have done it for stupidly. It wasn't even the problem. Yeah. And guess what? Medically, put your money down before we operate. Yeah. And then they exonerate themselves. You must sign some a letter, a, a document that says, if anything goes wrong, they are not to blame. Mm. Yes. But you paid for them. Yes. You know, I don't want to defend anybody in the medical industry.